two types of splunge. You can get rid of them. Pointless. In fact, it annoys me a bit. What about you? The splunge, by the way, is quite literally a bag of nerves. So utterly terrified of everything, it splunges at birth. And that causes both parents to do the same. They just explode from the inside out. So, being born causes splunging in both baby and mother. Some splunges have foolishly tried to avoid this by never becoming pregnant. This never works because they have already exploded when they were born. The world record for simultaneous mass splunge is 37. 12 mother splunges gave birth at the same time with the father's present. That's 24 adults and 13 babies. There was one set of twins. An underblenge, by the way, is a snurbulent splench sucker that captures prey by sticking to their face and suffocating them. Its suckers are impossible to prise off. Unfortunately, it can't catch anything as it can't move from the rock it was born on. That's why it looks annoyed all the time. Its Latin name, incidentally, is Echinoplungederma. Coddleflops, or ovarian flip hangers, slurdle around absorbing stains and puddles. Their only defence is to flip over to protect their soft top. Unfortunately, its bottom is equally soft and is instantly squashed if trodden on. It's actually trodden on quite a lot, usually by the Grundit. This is one of the Grundit's favourite pastimes. Sounds cruel, doesn't it? The thing is, it's nothing personal, it just likes the sound they make as they squelch, then pop. Grundit. Latin name, Grundoidian Yobjammer. The Grundit staggers around half-witted and grumpy, trying to start trouble. Its favourite hobby is using the Puddlerflage as a form of transport, but it always falls off, causing the bumps on its head. Luckily, the brain is too small to be affected. The Puddlerflage is a cowardly wobbler that spends its days avoiding the Grundit. The Puddlerflage hates being ridden by the Grundit. That's why the Grundit does it. If the Grundit jumping on the Puddlerflage is too big for it, the pressure can pop the Puddlerflage's eyes out. The furthest a pair has popped out is 19 feet. The Puddlerflage couldn't pick them up, as it couldn't see them. There are so many types of flanimal that we don't know exactly how many there are. There are more types of flanimal that we don't know about than ones that we do. How do we know that? We don't. Stupid, isn't it? No, it isn't. Why not? I don't know. Do you? Ah, not so clever now, are you? But you will be when you've listened to this. You'll know everything. That'd be good, wouldn't it? No, it won't, because then there'd be nothing to learn. And learning's great, so that'd be sad. So I'd stop listening now. I thought I told you to stop listening. You've got a lot to learn. Right, you better carry on listening. Where did all the flannels come from? Some people think they were made by a strange old man who lives in the sky, but not the clever scientists. They believe no one made them. They just evolved. That means that over millions and millions of years, globs of gumption and living schnurb gradually grew and changed into slungent flubes and slunge greeblers, which multiplied and became the very flannels surviving today. The very earliest form of flannel life was spawn. Really nothing more than a liquidloid membrane, but it possessed the ability to reproduce itself. It could simply divide into two. It could do this because it had the building block of flannel life, a giant molecule called Delopti Ribeloid Low Nuflapid Habalasalahabla. Delopti Ribididloid Rib. 
ribidiloido, ribidiloido, dilopti ribidiloido, new flapid, hapliasi, Dilopti ribidiloido, new flapid, hap, hapliasi. Dilopti ribidiloido, new flapid, hapliasi, apalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapal